Welcome to the More Like Podcast with me, Jackie. This is a place for us to uncover our truth and learn from each other's similarities and figure out ways to celebrate what makes us different. Get ready to challenge yourself to see how things in life and the people who are in it are more like than you may think. I'm so happy you're here. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the More Like Podcast. I'm sure you guys are wondering where the heck I've been. And to be quite honest, I've been working and I've been thinking and I've been therapizing. And to be honest, I feel like this is why we cannot have nice things because my lack of consistency is almost admirable. It's impressive, to be honest. And I've been sitting with, you know, why is it so hard for me to be consistent? And I may have nailed down what it is about projects or outcomes that are effortful on my end and why I have been repelled by them for so much of my young adult life, just like most hard liquor these days. So I thought that this would be a really good place for us to return to. I feel like I have these episodes once a quarter, once every six months of just kind of figuring out where things kind of fall flat for the podcast and why it's difficult for me to continue at a pace that is sustainable for me, especially when I spend so much of my time thinking about the podcast and feeling like I have something I want to contribute to this space that I started back in 2020. And to be honest, I feel very proud. I feel very proud that I continue to return to space. And I hope it's a reminder to you guys, whoever's out there listening, that just because you hit pause on things or take hiatus doesn't necessarily mean that they're over. You can always return back to it, whether it's a hobby, a business, a skill, a trade, a career. You can always return back to it if it's something that you feel is continuing to call you. So we're going to spend some time here. It's kind of like an open letter, an open forum of why I feel it's so difficult for me to maintain a consistent schedule in anything that I do. And I've been thinking about the return as my semester ended and I entered into break. I have, you know, 19 days of not nothingness, but just able to be filled with things that I truly enjoy, not necessarily things that I have to do. And I've thought a lot about this podcast and what I wanted to do. Did I want to make episodes? Did I want to put things out? Did I want to make a formal, like I'm actually taking a step back? What did I want to do here? And this is kind of what came up as I was drafting up things and scripting things. Um, I find myself often pondering a lot when I first opened up this conversation to myself (laughs) is is something worth creating if someone isn't on the other end to consume it and I understand from a logical perspective from like a cerebral perspective that the process of things is incredibly important because that's where all of the juicy learning happens that's where all of the juicy you know expansion of us happens but I'm not exactly sure how you quantify the intense effort, quote unquote, being worthwhile. That's something that I don't really know. I don't know how you quantify it in just like the learnings and the struggles and the difficulties and 
um, the gifts that come from the process. Those aren't really like quantifiable, I guess. It's just something that becomes of you. And I'm not exactly sure like how you quantify all of the work and effort and the behind the scenes things being worth something that's not necessarily quantifiable, in my opinion, especially when you're working on such a small scale platform, like the more like podcast. And these are existential thoughts that I often find myself having because ultimately I've kind of pared it down to things have never come easily in my life for me. I distinctly remember graduating high school with like the sole goal of making top 10% because in 2020, this guaranteed an acceptance to any Texas public school of your choice. So obtaining this top 10% status meant safety for me. It meant security and not only a good public school, quote unquote, good public school, but the safety and knowing that they couldn't deny me. I would not get a rejection letter saying that the last four years of my life didn't matter. And I ended up being the last person in the total grand like of my high school graduating class that met the requirement for top 10%. So I was literally like the zero in 10% of my high school graduating class. And honestly, I felt relieved. I wasn't even embarrassed. I wasn't even sad. And you can honestly understand as someone with this kind of mentality and perspective and nature of like, I just need to get to top 10%. You can imagine that I only applied to Texas public schools. I applied to, I think, one or two private schools but that I knew would accept me and that I would get into and I honestly robbed myself of the opportunity to apply out of state because I had already counted myself out for that I thought I would not ever get accepted so why am I even going to spend the money and apply so I counted myself out and once I went to UT things changed and I was around such intelligent people, I never felt ashamed of saying that I worked really hard to get into UT because high school was really hard for me. I was never embarrassed to say that. That was always like a truth and it continues to be one of my truths. And I was never embarrassed or ashamed to, to share that with the people that were around me because traditional academics never really came easy for me. But you can imagine for this type of student at UT, the level of struggle was going to be way more increased compared to someone who, quote unquote, never had to work hard in high school. So they were met with utter shock whenever UT was not necessarily a piece of cake. And they really had to figure out what worked for them in a study sense and in what it meant to apply yourself to academics things that I already had been working through since my freshman year of high school. I kind of felt like I had a leg up because things were already hard for me. And not to say that UT my first semester was not the most challenging thing because I feel like I've mentioned in the past episodes that um, UT was really hard for me my first semester. I almost, you know, I was on academic probation. I almost left the university. I didn't exactly know what I was going to do. I changed my major. I didn't know what I wanted to do. That's in a couple of past episodes. If you want to kind of check that back out, I think it was um, an episode about like how I became on the path on my career path that I did. But like I said, I never really had qualms about sharing my reality that school was really hard with me for me until I was sitting in a meeting where we were reviewing applications for a student organization that I was in and an SAT score was plastered on someone's resume, right? Like you always put these things to kind of make you look good and attractive to the people that you're trying to present yourself to, right? And one of my friends giggled out loud and said, if you're going to share your SAT score, at least let it be something worth sharing. And she said it in jest. She said it in passing, but and it was something to that effect. And that SAT score of that young girl that she put on her resume was the exact same score that I had gotten. And like I said, coming from a, I was never embarrassed to kind of talk about 
high school was being hard for me, UT was hard for me, I was immediately embarrassed and I said nothing. I said nothing that that was my same score. And I think it definitely tacked on this like deep seated shame of like, yeah, you don't belong here. Like that's like, that's, you only got here because you met that top 10% requirement. Not necessarily like the alternative that I would probably think now of like, you deserve to be here because you worked hard and met the top 10% requirement. I immediately felt in the opposite, right? Like I felt like I don't belong here. It was just a fluke and just, um, like scraps, like I was given scraps to get into the school because I met the top 10% requirement. And I think that this is really where I started to feel the importance of staying safe and reducing any chance of rejection possible. Now, if you know my story about college and graduate school, you know my life has been rejection after rejection um, to even get to where I am today at 30 years old. And externally, I seem to handle these setbacks with grace, but internally, I was just in this like downward swirl and spiral of just constant disappointment in myself and everything I had been trying to avoid since high school was finally coming true about me in my own mind and perception. Like I wasn't good enough and I might never be. So we fast forward to now and this passion project of, you know, the more like podcast that I care deeply about sharing my life and story, but I continue finding myself like half in, right? And that's kind of where we are now. I'm half in to the podcast. I humbly talk about my project. I'm embarrassed when people bring it up. I'm not putting my full creative juices or focus on it because if I don't ever fully commit, maybe this means I won't ever have the opportunity for you listeners to rule me out, to confirm the quote unquote truth I've always known about myself, that I'm not meant for greatness and I'm meant to be rejected. Now, if you know me, this may sound shocking to you, but it's really how I feel And I'm going to be completely transparent here. I feel like I have something to say and things to share and ideas about a lot of different topics and just projects. And I have a wealth of creativity that like bubbles up inside me. And it's one of the main reasons why I started more like a place for me to share and uncover how humans are more like. And I don't know. It's really odd because when it comes time to get my ideas down, there's like a block or something this hold or setback that puts me in pause and all of a sudden I feel as though I'm that girl sitting in that recruitment room thinking like yeah you don't deserve to be here and as if I have nothing to share and contribute like no interesting thoughts topics or idea that would resonate with those around me and this is often filled and followed by self-doubt embarrassment and uncertainty as to why am I actually trying to share my most internal dialogue or verbal dialogue with you right I tend to oscillate between feeling as though everyone has a voice and everyone matters and their perspectives should be shared with the world, including myself, or am I being self-indulgent to think that I, I have value to add to the world? When the latter creeps in, I remind myself of the many wise people who I constantly try to fill my For You page with or inspire me on Instagram or social media or YouTube that preach this message that like your individual voice matters solely because it's yours. It's your experience and that should be shared with the world. That you're allowed to be self-indulgent because if you aren't doing exactly what you want to do with your life, are you even truly living? And when you start sharing these things, there is a self-confidence that comes with not being afraid to put yourself out there and that um, 
And that I feel is what is not only magnetic to others, but like is a magnetic to yourself too. Like attracts you to yourself and wanting to do more and say more and share more. And I'm not exactly sure what my point is at sharing all of this other than, as I always say, like I really love this podcast. I'm proud of the work that I have put into it. All of the extras, the slow growth, the limited number and downloads often feed the narrative that what I actually have to say doesn't matter that I'm not as interesting or unique as I think I am. But then I realized that there's individuals that I don't know out into podcast land or people that find me on Instagram, on my personal or my professional, my professional, the podcast. And they message me and say that they love listening to the podcast. It's their favorite podcast, their favorite time of week. And I'm reminded like those are the people that matter and those are the messages that matter and why I decided to do what I want to do in, in this podcast and sharing it like, they're a good reason as to why. And I think honestly in a creative outlet, it's normal to feel this way, like not creative and not unique or interesting because being stretched and working so hard and feeling like the returns are not being received or gains are not being made. I try to like strip it all back and remember why I started this and mantra myself into reminding myself that the numbers don't matter. My marketing doesn't matter merely because I exist is enough to share my stream of consciousness with those who decide to hit play. And this isn't meant to be like a woe is me verbal vomit session, just to peek into where I'm at and how I'm feeling, hoping someone on the receiving end of this can feel understood or seen or simply resonate with the feelings of duality of like wanting to share something and do something and express yourself, but then also in that same vein, not feeling interesting enough or remarkable enough or creative enough or unique enough to do that. I really want to keep this podcast going, but I first have to like get out of my own way a little. I sometimes think that I'm better when I'm partnered up in a pair. I'm not exactly sure if I possess this like quote unquote it factor alone. And I tend to be more comfortable in a group or in communication with others. Something I've been pondering about and thinking about the future of this podcast is to co-host or not to co-host. That's the question. And I think about that and then I'm like, well, who the heck would even want to be a partner on this podcast? that is like not really going anywhere in my opinion. Not saying that you listeners who tune in are not going anywhere with this podcast, but just kind of on the scalability of it, you know, I, I the lies come in. And I'm not exactly sure where this leaves the podcast other than I wanna keep sharing my innermost thoughts that I believe we all have and feel. I've thought about like a newsletter, or a website and you know I share things on TikTok I don't really even talk about my podcast on TikTok because again I feel not embarrassed about it but like I don't necessarily like I'm not all in right like I haven't like fully committed to be like oh this is who I am I'm proud of this thing which I am all of those things but like being so front-facing about it is really hard for me and the things that connect us to our environment and ultimately to others I do believe is putting yourself out there and being all in across multiple platforms, including in your real life too. And I think those are the things that are worth sharing. And I need to remember and remind myself that my life, my podcast, the things that I share, like it's not that deep. (laughs) This pressure that I'm putting on myself can literally be gone if I just allow myself to feel it and let it float away and move toward my core truth of wanting to share. Because I do think it is helpful the messages that I want to share with people on the receiving end of this podcast. And even after all of this, I have this deep-seated knowing and desire that I have something to say. And 
really for no self-indulgent or pompous reason other than just wanting to share it. I want to share it because I wished for so long for anyone in my outside life to truly see my insides. For those two people, my external and my internal self, to be so aligned that you couldn't miss me or misunderstand me. I often quit things that don't have specific outcomes attached to them. For example, like fitness journeys, meal plans, hobbies, creative outlets. The open-endedness of things are often too liberating for me. I thought about this yesterday when I was on my walk of like, why am I so comfortable just like quitting things? And that's when it kind of came down to the line of like, understanding that I tend to try to like rule myself out before someone else can kind of see that in me and decide I'm not good at it. And I think that it's because it's too open-ended for me. I thrive in a highly, in highly structured situations with outcomes that can be quantified with like a rubric, a way to get a gold star saying, Jack, you did that and you did it well. And if something in my life isn't controlled or contrived in a way for me to know that I have succeeded, I quit before I allow things to unfold on their own, however that may be. I count myself out. I call myself out. I'm like, you're not going to tell me I'm dumb before I tell you that I'm dumb. Yeah, you're not going to catch me like that. I quit before someone else can catch me or tell me that I don't belong there or here. Primarily to stop before I get hurt and or reaffirm the horrid truth that I've known all along that I don't have anything to share or add value to the world. And I've been as I've been scripting this up for you and for me, I found myself thinking of a new thing. That like maybe this podcast and the space that we share is enough as it is. Maybe I am enough as it is, as I am, I guess is how you would say that. With no extraordinary outcomes, remarkable stats, incomparable branding or marketing or streamlined message that you know who I am when you come to my podcast page. What if all of the extra stuff is merely a distraction to hiding to myself, inhibiting the foundation of why I started this podcast in the first place? These things that get in the way of cultivating community with you and cultivating a home within myself. These distractions stop the message that I'm trying to send here and believe too. That we are enough as we are. No fluff or stuff. We are okay in the space that we share. A tiny slice of security on the airwaves. A space meant for, not meant for rejection, but only for acceptance. And do not ever be mistaken, as I continue to figure this out, and myself out too, that's Otis working in the background, I have never not once believed in you. That to my core, I know for sure, you are enough. I just have to remind myself that you all see enoughness in me too. Even amidst all the inconsistencies and doubt, if you have ever lasted this long and in this open letter or rant, I swear I have a send-off message. I know for a fact I cannot be the only one sitting in this doubt that often flares up in our life. So I challenge you this holiday break to take an inventory of your life. This is time of year is pretty good for that anyway. Maybe it's time to get clearer on what the distractions are in your life that are stopping you from truly seeing and being yourself. I think these things come in the form of expectations, family, body, career, friendship, relationship, financial, or basically insert anything that feels true to you. Identify those things, write them down, take a mental inventory and remind yourself it's not that deep. We are all okay. 
And if you really feel like you're not okay, there's always professional help. Remind yourself that these things you identified are merely distractions attempting to protect yourself from being hurt before someone or something else can do it to you first. In an attempt to self-preserve, you find yourself merely being a spectator in your life and not actually living it or embarking on the things that you truly want to do. I have some thoughts and ideas of how we move forward from here, as I always do, but I think that just getting episodes out to you is the place I need to start. Until then, my sweetest friends, happy holidays and new year. And if you are alone this season, just know you are loved and enough by me. We will talk so, so, so soon. Bye.